Shift Change Podcast, looking at week 18. Oh, God. I know. Seems like yesterday (laughs) we just started. We just started this shit show, yeah. No, actually, it feels like freaking 10 years ago we just started, because every every hour in 2020 is like a year. A year? Yeah, normal. God. Normal time. Which sucks, too, because we just had daylight savings time, which means we had to add another year to 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. I woke up this morning like, what the? I forgot. Yeah. Completely forgot. So I'm like, why the hell? I missed my... it. I was So I was awake last night because I've been on overnights. And yeah. whenever I'm awake for it, I like to watch it, like watch the clock, like skip. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Because you're weird? Yeah. But wow. I like I totally missed it all of a sudden. I was waiting for it, too, so I don't know what happened. I was like sitting there, it was like two, maybe, yeah, okay, I think I missed the first two o'clock. Oh. How does it work? Yeah, because it yeah, goes to 2.59 and then it goes back 259 to 2. to 2 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I think I missed the first one and didn't realize it. Oh, I woke up this morning like, why is my alarm not going off? I look, okay, cool, I'm not late, get up, go downstairs, put my phone down, put my watch on, because I don't sleep with my watch on. Or dig into my face. Yeah. Uh, I'm like doing my thing. Casually looked down at my watch. I was like, holy shit, I should have been <laughs> working an hour ago. What? So were you late? <laughs> I thought I was. Oh. I thought I was like a half hour late. I was like, oh my god. So <laughs> I'm just like hauling ass to get ready. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. So yeah. So what are we talking about this week, Kyle? I see you've got a bunch of stuff pulled up. I got a question for you. I'm not not even going to let you answer that. I got a question for you. I am going to pose this question as the gentleman that when all this political crap started and everybody started hating each other online, I have a friend. And I still consider him a friend even though I ended up unfriending him from Facebook. He's the only person I did that to. Um, But I have a friend. He told me. He's told, and he's shared this opinion before. He told me that uh, we need to defund the police. And I said, you know, when you defund the police, every time you do that, every time the budget gets cut, it gets cut from one place, the training budget, Mm -hmm. right? And he goes, well, that's fine. Officers who go through the academy and FTO should know how to do their job well enough that they don't need extra training well so the argument though always seems to be cops need more training right so which one is it you can't you know you can't have your cake and eat it too right so this this guy and he's he's still my friend like we've been through some shit together so he's still my friend but i couldn't it blew my freaking mind as a police trainer, as as a firearms instructor, I could not believe that he, like, m- my follow-up question was, so you think that a guy who went to the academy 20 years ago, if he'd done no other training ever since then, he'd be, like, he'd be okay to work the street right now? And he was like, well, well, uh, and, and then just inevitably, you can't answer that question the way he wanted to because that's asinine. So, and then he went on a rampage about you know, cops being racist and stuff, and I had to, I was done. So I, I ended up unfriending him, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that that seems to be a thing. Um, I don't know why everybody wants to defund the police when it's very well known that defunding the cops, when you start cutting into the law enforcement agency's budget, the first thing that gets cut is training. Um, Kyle, does your does your agency send you guys to training whenever you ask? Um, you know, I. I, I will say I I'm lucky in our agency I, I'm luckier than most. Um, yeah. I don't get everything I ask for, but uh, the backside of that is I do get a good amount of what I ask right. for. I've never gotten everything I ask for either, but so yeah. I I'm very lucky in my agency. Um, I will if I ask them. So well, a good example is I have three years three years and one month on on the day to the day three years and one month of experience and like I got to go I got to be a firearms instructor FTO school I got all everything for the most part that I asked for but um so I actually like how I got to where I got was because my agency was really good about sending us to training my agency is very open about if we want training all we'd have to do is ask for it yeah. so um, some of the things that I, I brought up though is, uh, does like, so who's, uh, I kind of wanted to, cause I was listening to a podcast earlier today as well about training and leadership and, and all that stuff. Who's responsible for, um, your career development in your opinion? Uh, you are correct. Right, right. Yeah, I can't. I can't just assume that. Well, and you got my think. supervisor is going to come up to me and be like, "Hey, I want you to do this, and yeah, we're going to pay for it." I want to develop you into a leader or whatever. Like, you got to look at it. Like, I look at it from this perspective, right? So, you know, in any within any agency, everybody not everybody, but most people want some kind of specialty or some kind of leadership position or supervisor yeah. or whatever. Problem is that you can only have so many specialties or leaders, supervisors, whatever right. the situation is. Especially dependent and, on your agency size. But you still need your your larger body of patrol officers. Uh-huh. And so, as a chief of police, like you're not gonna go. You know, it sounds kind of like a, a little bit of a manipulation, but I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah, they want to better their officers, but you need line officers you know right. you need a bulk of line officers so they're not going to make everybody a sergeant that's right? true that's true so that's true. you got to think like okay if i want to be a sergeant or a lieutenant or you know chief someday whatever it might be you got to make those you got to make that happen yourself and you yeah. got to take those baby steps to build yourself up and to stand out in that crowd of officers Nobody is gonna. So when, uh, so when my agency looks for a supervisor, or a really good example of this is when my agency, when we have specialties, they just open up a hiring process for it, or like a selection process for yeah, it. Yeah, like they have like an interview board. Yeah, I had to go through like a when I I um, I just applied for like the interagency SWAT team that went nowhere. Um, cause it was, anyway, but when I like, when I asked, they put out 
um, openings for like the narcotics unit. Mm -hmm. The only, I mean, the only reason, only reason why they even entertained the idea of me joining, even though I knew full well that they did this, there was only two positions for this narcotics unit. Um, and two dudes were already working narcotics mm. and there was four of us applying, including those two dudes. The only reason why they entertained me in, or the idea of me becoming, you know, getting a part of that is because I actually took it upon myself to utilize one of our training resources that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and I was able to go through an online resource that my agency actually gave me mm -hmm. uh, to get an introduction to narcotics invest investigations course, you know, level one, two, and three or whatever. Yeah. So this stuff isn't, it's not on your agency to develop your career or get you training. It is on you, the individual officer, to get on that. So it blows my mind, Kyle, when I... Like when I was pushing, and I hear it all the time, and I would push my guys, the people on my shift, the officers on my shift, I'd be like, hey, what do you want to do with your career? So always, I always ask that. So one person was like, oh, I want to be a detective. And I'm like, cool, check it out. On this website, um, there's a, this is, we're using ex an example here, there's an intro to investigations for patrol class that you can take right now it's 150 bucks cool so put in i i will i will complete the paperwork for you to it'll be i i will do the training request form for you, you know, yeah. i'll fill it out for you because i really push it because i really push um like growth and uh self-development and stuff mm -hmm. and and i i straight up i'm like i'll do the paperwork for you well, I won't do. Get out of here. I won't. I won't do paperwork for anybody because not because I want them to take it upon themselves. You right. Know, I'll encourage them, help them do whatever, but I want them to take it upon themselves because at some point I'm not going to be here to do the paperwork for you, and if nobody else in the department is going to help these people, then you know you, you need to learn how to help yourself. Right. And I, I, it's always the deal though is I will do the first one for you. Because sometimes it's all it is. It's like, uh, I just don't want to do the paperwork. That's a bullshit excuse. It's not that hard. It's one in my agency. It was put your name on it, today's date, the class you want to take, those dates, and then how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And then all you got it, and then you hand it in, yeah. like where it's at and everything. Hand it in. And uh, for a lot of people, they don't even know where to find that paperwork. For a lot of people, I was getting to go to, like one of our sniper guys, uh, one of our snipers, when he went to sniper school, he went to like the DOC sniper school. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the federal one? No, the state oh, okay. one. Um, I think, I guess. And uh, so the sniper school came up for like advanced sniper, which... Any sniper school is a prerequisite for it. Yeah. And he's like, well, dude, I don't even know where the paperwork is. I'm like, click, click, click. I got it. I'll email it to you. How do I fill it out? This is how you fill it out. Send it in. Um, well, they're not going to give it to me. You know, that's always a thing I hear too. And I'm like, well, well you don't know until, until you, try. you try. 
for, do you think, Kyle, and well, I'm not even going to ask the question. So a lot of people refuse to, a lot of officers won't go to a class if it comes out of their own pocket. It depends. Um, I'm not going to make a habit out of paying. Just because, you know, the problem is that most of these classes are very expensive. Yes, they are. And, and that's a pain you're, in the ass. When you're, but... You know, when you're, when you're paying with the city credit card, it hurts a lot less than when you're sure paying does. out of pocket. You know, I don't have you know, five, six hundred bucks laying around to drop on a class every couple months. I just, that's true. Just that's that's like a week-long class. Now, if there's a class that I really want to go to, and for whatever reason the agency won't send me, then, yeah, I'll, I'll save up and I'll, I'll do that, you know. Okay. Um, you are one of the few. It blows my mind that so many officers, officers say, you know, yeah, we need more training, we need more training, and I want to take more training. But it doesn't training. It doesn't happen very often. Like, usually, if I can articulate why... Yeah, it's so I'm willing, to, I'm willing to send myself to, like, a class if it'll directly help, like, something like my instructor stuff. Mm. I told, I straight up, what, told my command staff, if they couldn't, like, if we, because this was, like, right last December, I went to Glock Armorer school. Yep. I went to my Glock Armorer class, and it was, like, 120 bucks. That's not bad. And so I told them straight out, I'm like, if if it's necessary and you guys can't get the funding for it, because December, like, funding is tight, uh, I will pay for this myself. I just, they want you to... They, I need somebody to... Just need you to sign off. Yeah, because it's a law enforcement-only class. Yeah. And, you know, and it ended up getting paid. Um, so, for a, a lot of officers don't realize, though, is that there are a lot of resources oh, yeah. for training. A lot of free stuff, too. Here's the deal. I was just going to say that. I'm going to tell you a secret, Kyle. I am uh, Colorado Post-Certified... Mm-hmm. Fire, firearms, like handgun fundamentals certified instructor. My agency didn't pay dime for those for that class, other than like my pay because yeah. I got paid to be there. Yeah. Um, and then they had to fork out the ammo for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, and you know, um, here's another little secret that. Well, hold on. It gets better. Okay. I went to a post-accredited advanced handgun instructor school, and um, my agency didn't even have to pay for ammo. Really? So basically, they get because it was up in the Denver metro area. No, it wasn't. Never mind. Uh, that one. So that was my first, my initial firearms instructor class. So my agency paid for gas. Uh, for my squad car, because I got to dro- drive my police car there, which you know what that means. Mm-hmm. I got to do like 90 all the way there. No, I'm just Shh, kidding. Just, just kidding. kidding. I didn't. Come on. Don't be doing that shit. Um, <coughs> no, and then they paid for, uh, and it was super short notice, so I got like a Hilton Inn suite or whatever. Or I don't know, but nice I tell you what, hotel. yes, yeah. because I walked in and like my hotel room looked like a studio apartment. Is what it looked like. It looked like a, I had a kitchen. I had like a full size refrigerator. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
my yeah my advanced class dude all they had to do was pay for um well they didn't have to pay for anything because they didn't have because it was in the town that i was living in because uh, the police department, because I didn't live in the t city that I worked for. I lived like a half an hour down the road where it was cheaper uh, apartments because I'm a cop, not a doctor. Anyway, um, so the agency that uh, for the municipality that I worked for actually hosted this class. and um, Some states actually have training foundations where po the post board um, has a training foundation or you know, or whatever, it sets up regional, regional training districts or yep. training regions. And, uh, Colorado will actually, um, they call them scholarships, but they'll actually, if it's something like if my, if I put in a request for firearms instructor, uh, pistol instructor class, and, uh, it's like a $700 class, um, not including gas and food and, and, you know, room and board, you know, I, I think my, my initial class was somewhere around a thousand dollars. They got it a hundred percent free other than the cost of ammo, which we already had. Um, and then my salary, they put in for a scholarship through the regional training center. Hmm. And if the state can, if the state can, uh, afford it or if, or if it's like worth spending money on, the state actually picks up the tab. So our state, the state that I work in, actually our um, post board, our licensing board, will actually reimburse uh, quite a bit of training expenses. Nice, right? And yeah, that's what Colorado does as well. Yeah. Um, our, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it's, it's kind of a pain because we have to keep track of yeah. All of our expenses and receipts and all that stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we only get so much money for our training budget. So, the money that... If we can get that money back and get more training out of the deal, that's that's a win on my side. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, of all the classes, my FTO class, my firearms instructor class, and my um, clock armor school mm -hmm. didn't cost my agency a, a red penny for any of those classes. I got my advanced instructor stuff absolutely free because I lived uh, in the municipality or in the area, so I just drove. It was closer for me to drive to the classroom than it was for me to drive, drive to work. work yeah. um, and then through that foundation, mm -hmm. uh, they actually picked up the ammo. The foundation supplied ammo for us. Hmm. So, yeah, it was kind of, and they weren't like skimping because they get their money from the state. Well, like I was shooting Black Hills. Yeah. Ammo, dude. I was shooting. I was because I was rocking a Glock twenty two, so I had a forty cal. Yeah. I was shooting Black Hills hollow points, like it was nice ammo. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of the excuses that I'm here, I hear, and I, you hear it everywhere is, a, my agency can't afford to send me. Mm -hmm. B, I don't know where to find the training. C, I don't have time for it. Mm -hmm. Well, and we all three are garbage excuses. Well, I will say the time one, not so much like, oh, I just don't have time. I mean, like, one of the bigger issues that we run into um, for my agency is that we're a small agency. Yeah. It seems like we're just continually, you know, hurting for numbers. So um, I have gotten rejected 
on just staffing. I like, have, we yeah. Can't, you know, yeah. we can't get the shifts covered. So-and-so is sick, and so-and-so is on vacation, or whatever, and you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to this class. Yeah, that sucks. That's that's a huge bummer. Um, and, but that's a legitimate But reason. then, you know, that, then you, you, you just know. watch out, and the next time that class comes around, and you go to whoever, your supervisor or whatever, and you say, hey... Last year, this class came around, and I was told that we couldn't get the staffing for it. You know, this year, I, I would really like to go to this class and see what happens, you know. Oh, all right, another hard Cool, edit, yeah, food was good, though. Dinner was delicious. Yep. So, Kyle, can you do me a favor and, yeah. and go to, like, the homepage of this? So, I, since I, we completely lost, tra- you know, track of what we were talking about, I want to get into this. It's been 20 minutes, and I feel like we're beating around the bush. Mm-hmm. Go to, what are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about poli- uh, training resources, um, mm-hmm. things that I, I've been hearing a lot of, uh, and, and I, was, I did it too when I was first starting out. I heard a lot of, well, I don't know where to look for you know, law enforcement training, mm-hmm. and so I thought that I would share some tips and tricks mm-hmm. about how I kind of find my training. So one of the first places that I check is actually the state that I'm in, so Colorado, we'll say, and I check the post board. Now, Colorado Post actually has, and you don't need to pull it up, but it actually has... Oh, um, pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> pull that shit up, Kyle. It actually has um, oh, training calendar. It actually has a training calendar, and it will tell you... That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. It'll actually tell you exactly what these classes are. Um, and it'll give all the, if you click on one, say, um, let's see here, creating great culture through in, intentional leadership. Uh, it'll pull it up. And what it'll do is it'll give you all the information that you need for, you know, your training board. So I know that this uh, Leadership Through Trust and Intentional Acts class is um, Larimer County Sheriff's Office, which I was going to apply for because it's in Fort Collins. Fort Collins, mind you, is, is starting out at like $90,000 a year. Jeez. You need a bachelor's degree, but, you know, whatever. Um, but I know that it's November 9th, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and it's $150 class. So if I want to take this class and say my agency was like, hey, I'm sorry, we can't afford this, I would be like, that's cool. Can I get November 9th off? Um, and then I'll, you know, I could pay for that out of my own pocket. But that's kind of, so that's one of the first things you can do, regardless of what state you're in, is you can check um, your state's post board. Yeah. So I actually just picked a random state. Uh, did a little bit of research on it. So the state yeah. that I looked at was actually... Plug it in right there and it'll shorten that list up. Okay, so let's look at... I picked Minnesota just to see... Hey, hey Minnesota, eh? Hey. Yeah, just to see what they've got going on for training. And some of the research I did actually... So Minnesota has a state... Minnesota has two different um, state law enforcement type of entities... Um, where most people think, you know, you got, oh, you got your state police or whatever. Well, Minnesota, they're, they have a highway patrol and then they have like a state investigative agency, right? So your highway patrol, they put on, they put on trainings for things like 
traffic enforcement type of classes. Sure, you know, nerds. DUI, SFSTs, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but then your state, their state investigative agency is the Bureau, Bureau, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Bureau of Learning to Speak Freaking yes. English. Yeah, so that um, apparently oh, shorthand is the BCA. So they, if you go on their website, just Minnesota BCA, and then look at training, and they've actually got a training They've got a calendar, calendar. as well. And so you kind of BCA advanced narcotics. Nice. Yeah, and so um, the only thing you got to watch out for though is like they post their in-house training Click stuff here. So I just, just want to see who the instructor is for that. It probably won't say. <laughs> um, so, but this class is only for this is a in-service training. So oh, you got uh, anything that'll say like BCA agent? That means that it's an in-service training. And oh, so you okay. Can't go to it, um, but any of these other ones are you know good to go. Like uh, DMT, so data master. So you just you know click on that, and this class fills up so fast. You got to get on there like what is that? Time. It's, uh, it's a three hundred and seventy-five dollar class. It's the I saw that breathalyzer class. Oh. So, and you need to take it to operate the breathalyzer, basically. We okay. Call it, um, yeah, so, this, the nice thing is it's, uh, it's uh, pushed out. It looks like it's pushed out several months yes. at a time. Yes, yeah. Um, like, so the Colorado Post Board uh, does the same thing, and they'll push it out several months. Mm-hmm. It gives, it's nice because... A, you can look kind of into the future, like if I wanted to take basic photography for the DSLR camera in St. Cloud, um, <clears throat> I could give in February of 2021, I can give my agency like a heads up, like, hey, um, I want to take this uh, investigations class for uh, crime scene photos or whatever, because I know that that's what those are used for um and i'm an investigator or or the best part about this is if i want to become an investigator uh your hiring people or your you know placement people your commanders are going to look at the kind of training that you're taking here's my recommendation though um to especially to guys and gals that are just getting started off because i'm speaking from my own mistakes if you get yourself onto something like this, find the kind of the the fundamental classes. First. Yes, you know here's a great example: search warrants. If you are just starting your job in law enforcement, take that class because I mean you you need to know how to do it anyway. And depending on where you work, I mean like my agency, I if I need a search warrant written, I can't just walk into the the investigator's office and be like, hey man, can you write the search warrant Yeah, for me? no, even in my agency, that's not how that works. My, yeah. my detectives would tell you that you, you know, pound sand. Piss off, yeah. Yeah, write it yourself. So, I'll check it to make sure it's good, but write it yourself, dickhead. Right. But I would be looking at, like, search warrants. There's another one that I saw in here somewhere for, like, uh, interview, interview techniques. I would, yeah. I'd be all over that. Interview and interrogation, here it is. I bet you that's a read if if you could get into it. It's a, not a, read. Is, it's not? It's not read. It's but, not? It's not read. Ah. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, those those fundamental classes are, are going to be the ones that are going to really help you build a foundation to becoming a good cop. And I literally nope. only say that because I missed a lot of these classes, and I regret it in the, you know, down the road. Yeah. Well, that one class, I don't remember what it was. That was a 75 the last one you had, that search warrant class. It's a $75 class. It's probably only a half day, too. I bet you. It's yeah. 4... 10 to 2.30. 10 to 2.30? Dude, that's... Like my hours at work, damn near. Um, you can do that and get it done. One, you know, my big, <clears throat> one of the biggest frustrations that agencies have is they have all these officers who either have absolutely no intention of becoming better cops, or they have cops who want to take these classes but expect it to be on the PD, the, their agency's dime and time. Mm-hmm. And that's not how the real world works. And you're never going to get anywhere. You're going to end up being at the bottom of the pile for mm-hmm. the rest of your career if that's the mentality you have. I took time off. Hell, I've, I've put money towards uh, my own training. But it's my life, my career. Like, it's, yeah. you know, you I got to put, you know, I got to put... It's my shit that well, I got to so get together. Here's, so here's, here's the way that I look at it, though, is, you know, yes, the agency has a responsibility in making sure that you meet certain standards and that your yeah, training is maintained, and I get that. Super basic you, standards, you need, though. You need, you, you need some buy-in, too. You know, yeah. it's your career. You need to be investing in it. And that doesn't mean spending hundreds of dollars every couple of months on training. That's not realistic. I can't do that. Shit. Um, but, you know... Maybe once a year, a class pops up that I really want to take that they won't pay for. You know, if I found, say, if I found, like, a um, like a narcotics conference that's in, you know, halfway across the country that I really want to go to, um, a pretty good chance my department's not going to send me. Like, no. they're just not going to pay for the plane tickets and the hotels and the cost of the conference. Like, it's going to cost thousands of dollars right my agency loves sending officers to training they wouldn't pay for that either yeah there may come a day where i want to go to i and and my firearms instructor mentor the guy that i I worked with hand in hand in firearms instructor stuff he put himself into most of his instructor schools he went himself right well and that's kind of the point i'm getting at though is you know, you can, and it, and it all depends on your perspective too. Because you, if you're saying next year, you know, you're gonna go, you're gonna go on vacation. So completely hypothetically, say there's a, um, say there's a narcotics conference in Florida next summer, right? Sure. And you want to go, right? So you march into the chief's office. Hey, chief, uh, you know, I've been really focusing on narcotics the last year or so. I've been made this rest, made this, you know, wrote this search warrant, did whatever. I've been working out with or hanging out with the task force guys. Um, I really want to go to this conference in Florida. You know, I would say majority of the time, your chief's going to go. Probably. I'm really sorry. I would no. like. I, he, your chief is going to go. Yeah. Ah, 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 yeah. You yeah. what? Say yeah. that again? <laughs> so a good so, chief yeah. is going to say, you know, hey man, I'm really sorry. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> I, if it was up to me, I would send you, but we just don't have the money. It's yeah. going to cost thousands of dollars. We're short staff, whatever the reasoning is. And you got to go into that expecting that because... It's a lot to ask, especially if you're in a small department. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, you send you're halfway across the country to go to a conference. No, but here's the thing, go. though: is you, you, 
like I said, it's it's about perspective because now say uh, you know you sit down with the wife and you guys decided six months ago that next year you're going to go on vacation. Well, if we're going to go on vacation you anywhere, go on vacation why don't we go to Florida? Florida? Florida's a nice place to go on vacation too. Yep. So now oh, we're hey, killing two we're birds there. with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. So and, that's, and that depends on, you know, your wife or your schedule, your accommodations or whatever. But I mean, like my wife, I generally, I think if I said, hey, there's this class that I really want to go to. It's in a, you know, a vacation destination anyway. Let's go have a vacation. Absolutely. And a few days of the vacation, I'm going to be gone at this conference. There you, you know, go. Just entertain yourself for a few hours. Right. So. Um. Yeah, so there's, you know, and then we're talking about what is uh, this uh, Minnesota BCA training uh, thing that you've got pulled up here for uh, Minnesota or whatever. Um, federal agencies do the same thing. You talk about drugs. The DEA has, uh, they do a lot of... The DEA puts on a pretty good school, too. Yes, the DEA will put on a narcotics enforcement or narcotics investigation school mm-hmm. from basic to advanced to undercover work, is that, you know, from the fundamentals like, all the way through. That one's like a week or two long though, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think long. You, gotta you go gotta to, go to their, yeah, like the uh, federal law enforcement academy. Fletzy. Yeah. Um, Fletzy puts on its own trainings. The uh, FBI has training. The FBI has really good leadership training, um, and the FBI will actually come out to your state. I know that uh, one of the classes that I kept seeing popping up in Colorado, up in the in the metro area, the Denver metro area, was the uh, leadership FBI's leadership course. You want to get a really decent job and a decent agency as a chief. Mm-hmm. Or commander or something like that, take their leadership course, and they put out enough that you can do most, if not all, of their leadership courses in one year. Mm-hmm. And they have different levels, and I've thought about taking them because the uh, the foundation that we were going that I, my post foundation that I went through for my training was all free for. Our agency was putting on those leader classes and those leadership classes. So, um, but yeah, yeah, this is a good one here. Mm-hmm. So this one actually is interesting. I thought that for the DEA one, I thought it was going to be that you go to wherever their, uh, you know, home offices or whatever. But uh, looks like they're hosting one, or well, they were hosting one in yeah, Florida last, last year. Last year in August. But anyway, what? what Oh, so I was, so that agency, and we've moved on from it, but that agency was uh, hosting. Yeah. And that was another thing I was going to talk about. Um, If you want a class and your agency just is not able to cover it for you, Mm -hmm. and you're just not able to travel outside of the state, or, you know, there's an actual legitimate reason, not that you don't want to, but because you can't travel halfway across, across the country, yeah. you can most most places uh, will allow you to host one of their classes. A good example of this is like uh, the NRA law enforcement firearms instructor courses. They're like mm-hmm. $675 courses. Yep. Um, 
But if you but host, if, but if I host, if my agency hosts that class, the we get two slots, Ooh, absolutely two. two slots. That's it, mm. absolutely free. Okay. So long as we provide, all we have to provide because I looked into it is a classroom for mm. like twelve to sixteen people or something like that. Yeah. And a firearm, uh, a range, range yeah. a range, yeah. an acceptable range, and then lunch. Yeah, that's a pretty. We that's were a, on the hook that's for a, lunch. That's a pretty common practice. That's though. that's over. Um, that's like thirteen hundred dollars worth of training. Because yeah, most, and all all we got to do is lunch. Most training, uh, and you get two cops going through. Most that. training companies will do that, where they'll uh, yes, if you host, they'll give you so many free slots, but it's usually more than two. But another thing I wanted to point out yes. was um, a lot of places. So, like, this one example here I pulled up um, is Tim Kennedy. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with um, Tim Kennedy. He was a Green Beret. Uh, he's kind of on the... He's an MMA guy, too, MMA I believe. fighter, oh, yeah. He's kind of on the social media circuit now. Um, goes does shows and podcasts and all that stuff. But he actually started this this company called uh, Sheepdog Response, and they do a lot of law enforcement type training, um, but they also they also have civilian classes. Right. But, you know, look at what they have. Um, but so they, I, I've listened to a podcast where he talks about his, his training, and it's, it's not really one specific thing. It's really a combination of different. It's it's a mindset. It's a survival type of class. It's a you know situational awareness. Plus, it involves some firearms, some Jesus. Um, now the problem is that it's, it's a nine hundred dollar class. It's a nine hundred dollar class. Yeah. Um, the one thing he. Uh, oh, the choppers coming. Must have been a good one. There were yeah. sirens earlier. Yeah. Uh, but the one th- one big thing that he mentioned though, um, in the in his podcast was that if if you're law if you're in law enforcement and uh, you know you you want to attend one of these classes and your agency won't pay for it or you, you're kind of hurt uh, financially or whatever, um, he actually specifically said like reach out to him, um, and they'll they have scholarships or not like Sponsors, so many like so many slots that they kind of save for you know that, that's really that cool um, um and i notice on his website here there's a phone number and an email so i would say if you you know shoot him an email like hey i work for this department you know yeah i we're, saw you had one in colorado Springs. yeah we're yeah. We're, a, we're a small department um these are kind of some of the challenges that we deal with in our area this is why I think this class would be beneficial. Unfortunately, my admin just can't swing the the, the, the costs right now. Um, is you still have scholarships available? You know what I mean. Um, you know now that you say that, there's a guy Pat McNamara was was I don't think he is anymore because it just wasn't being utilized. Um, Pat McNamara was a Delta Force dude dude in the unit. Um, was giving law enforcement in his area in South Carolina free classes. He's like, dude, come out for free. You know what's really cool is a lot of these SF dudes, um, they believe in this so much uh, in, in law enforcement being proficient in their job so much that they're willing to do things like this mm-hmm. for guys and gals 
that are willing to take the class. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like, well, with law enforcement, or with uh, firearms stuff anyway, a lot of reasons why a lot of cops don't go to those kinds of classes is because they have an, it's an ego issue. They don't want to show other officers that they suck at shooting. Um, or at least that's what I've found. I don't care. I'll say it. I suck at Oh, shooting. I suck at shooting. I walked into my firearms instructor class sucking at shooting, uh, knowing that I sucked at shooting. I just want to get better. Like, I'll be the first person. It's kind of the I point. That's, that's one of the biggest reasons why I took an instructor class is so that I could get better at what I was doing. But yeah. anyway, so, so yeah. Um, here's another thing we were. I think we were both going to talk about yes, here. Yes, this um, website. Yeah. So... Um, this website here is uh, policetraining.net, and there's an option here where you can actually you can check search. your state. Yep. You know, so say let's let's check Colorado. Yeah, hit Colorado. Colorado's going to have way more than this. Oh wow! Oh, uh, that's the 2020 thing because it used mm. to be like yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other. Th- um, 2020 another, has been kind of a bitch. That's a point I wanted to bring up because I know you know when when the beginning of this year when COVID and everything kind of started, it was like pretty much all classes were just put on hold and then yeah. they were pretty much all canceled. And now we're, we're slowly getting classes back, but not only that, but like my agency before I left straight up told us like, Hey, businesses are closed. Taxes aren't coming in as much as in years past. Like don't expect to go to any, any trainings. Don't yeah. expect the agency to pay for trainings. Our budget just isn't so, there. So, um, anyway, what I was getting at, Sorry. though, was when <laughs> when all these classes started getting canceled, what they realized was, hey, we're, we're conducting business, or a lot of businesses are running over the internet anyway. We're doing all these Zoom calls and Skype meetings and whatnot, so how can we uh, adapt our training to fit that model of, you know, the Zoom or whatever it is. So we're starting to see a lot of these virtual classes. And, you know, I honestly, I don't think it's, it's not the same, obviously. It's but, not. But, but it's better than not getting it's anything than at nothing all. better at all, yeah. yeah. But, so, but so here's the thing that I found, at least with my agency, um, the virtual trainings, we're having a hell of a lot more luck getting approved for virtual stuff because they don't have to pay for gas, food, yeah, hotels, you do all that, that shit other in your stuff. Basement I can, your yeah, underwear or I can home. come, you know, I can come in and sit at my desk and work yep. on it or whatever. And so I, it seems like the agency loves sending us. These so a really good resource for that, and I know you, I, I had it. Every agency out there should have this. Police One Academy. Mm-hmm. Police One Academy is... My agency had it, um, and that's actually where I got my, uh, like, my... They have, like, a shitload of courses. They're not the greatest in the world. They're very just scratching the surface, get you interested, kind of get you enough to go and, and uh, you know, get you into it. Um, but, like... PoliceOne.com. I've got 15 or 20 different certifications from Police One uh, Academy for everything from basic firearm stuff to, um, uh, 
my narcotics investigation stuff. The only, and I said this earlier today, the only reason why they even entertain the idea of me coming to the narcotics team is because I did the like four hour class of yeah. narcotics inf- investigations, like. 101 yeah through so, P- police one academy so for any of you guys like my my agency i don't think we are a member of this um i, I it got brought up at one point it kind of got tabled it. um but i might i'm gonna look back into this at some point but so if you're interested in this um it's a subscription type of model isn't it yeah okay yeah, so the you, agency will subscribe to it yeah and then so through this what your agency can do is they give everybody gets their own separate Sign in. Uh, sign in and password. It's their own. It's their own thing because it, it's necessary for the certifications because yeah, they're put out and everything. And it'll if track, getting, especially if you're getting credits for it. Yep, and that's the thing is is I can go and do uh, patrol classes or or well health and wellness for police classes mm-hmm. or dispatch communications classes, defensive tactics, all this, all this stuff. That it's showing up on the screen now. I can go and do that myself, but my agency can actually assign me required classes. So in Colorado, one of the required classes through post annual classes is, and I know everybody else in the world has to do this too, um, anti-bias policing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was in the news recently is a big deal because Trump is trying to get rid of anti-bias policing because well, it turns out calling cops a bunch of racists in this class really doesn't really work. Yeah, and it just kind of pisses cops. Anyway, so Colorado requires that all Colorado officers, all Colorado uh, post-licensed police officers, if they want to maintain an active status or if their agency wants to maintain accreditation through the post board, they have to take these classes. I I do my. Uh, we also do like our taser research yeah. over police one. Yeah. So we do the class, and then we just go out and shoot off a cartridge to show that we know how to play with the taser. Yeah. It saves a lot of time and energy. Yeah. I don't have to sit in a four hour research class. Yeah. Um. So, so um, what I was kind of trying to get to though is that if you go if you go onto this website and go to your courses drop down and then uh, it'll take you to all of these categories of types of courses right mm-hmm. so say I want to find a class in uh, you know legal right so you click on legal and then there's all this whole list of yep. different things you know you get constitutional law uh, Fourth Amendment arrest search and seizure Liability issues and use of force, officer liability, uh, uh, procedural justice. Like, you've got all of these different classes that you can take, you know. Right. And there are, you know, there are other... Um, There's probably, you know, 20 under just legal. Officer survival. Like officer survival. And there's, you know, probably... Yeah. Like, 50 or so. Yes. And they're one hour, five hours, scroll, scroll down, there's a five hour class in there. I thought it, oh, it was five minutes, 15 minutes. So they have courses and then they have like training snippets. These 10, 15 minute tra- classes, like this will to, will to win um, under officer survival. This is all just 
snippets that you can take um, of an entire course. And a course is defined as like an hour or more. Um, so yeah, it's actually there's like hundreds and hundreds of classes that you can take on Police One Academy. It's not like I said, it's not the world's greatest. Like it's very, very, it can be very scratch the surface. Um, a lot of agencies use it for the mundane, um, but agencies can create their own classes. Uh, my agency created its own um, evoc class, or you know. Uh, prerequisite I had to take that 10 minute training before I could go out to our driving course okay. so agencies can set up their own training as well and basically all that was is directions on how to get out to the EVOG course but all right so what other you had you had quite a bit of notes yeah so, so um, online resources I had police one Academy uh, police training.net the post board and then regional foundations and then uh, our training foundations or whatever, you may have a regional, through post, you may have a region, that a training region. Um, federal law enforcement agencies will do the same thing. There are a ton of companies out there, like the Sheepdog, um, Sheepdog, Response. Sheepdog Response, that are out there. All you got to do is Google them. Mm -hmm. If you Google... Uh, police training in my area or police training in said state or police training in the southwest region of, you know, Kansas or whatever, um, stuff will pop up. Like, things will pop up. Uh, I wrote a couple down just so that I could give examples. Advanced Police Concepts. Advanced Police Concepts actually does online, like, seminars and webinars. Mm -hmm. Right now they've got a really... Uh, a really good um, report writing class that they put on and it's all online and it's it's I've heard really good things about it mm -hmm. um, uh, street cop training yep that's a big one that's big uh, criminal and drug interdiction course yep. um, rally point training rally point training is where I got my officer survival uh, it was like a three-day or two-day officer survival course that I took. Okay. Uh, OODA loop-based officer survival is what I think it was called. And if anybody, I want to take it again because there's just so much information there that I couldn't, I, I just, it, there's so much information I want to go again. It's based out of Colorado, but they travel all over the world. They were up here in this neck of the woods like last summer. Okay. So, um, and then... Everybody knows Caliber Press. Mm -hmm. Caliber Press puts on classes all the time as well. Um, when we talk about like this this kind of training that you want you want your agency to send you to or that you want to go to, doesn't necessarily always mean that it's like firearms training. Like I'm not gonna. It, it doesn't necessarily mean, even though I would love to take a Warrior Poet Society class, firearms class with John Lovell doesn't mean that that's what I, I should be taking. I, sh I personally need to take a report writing class. Mm -hmm. I am but at reports. Um, there are classes like the, the In fact, if you look for them, you can find classes on everything. Almost anything law enforcement related. Mm -hmm. Reports, defensive tactics, things like that. The only thing I really have struggle finding any kind of outside 
classroom stuff on is like emergency driving. Yeah, the problem I think is that you know that you need to be in a very controlled. Uh, There's situation. not a whole lot of places you can hold that kind of a class. Yeah. So. Um, I know a lot of states have like a state something hosted by the state. I I suppose I bet you if uh, like troopers might put on something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I never looked. Um, but yeah, you could Google specific classes like report writing, officer survival, single officer response to active shooters, things like that. All those cool like hua hua classes, all those hardcore badass like fuck yeah classes. Everybody puts those on. Yeah, and you could probably host those classes too. Yeah. Um, if your agency won't put can't put you through a class or won't put you through a class, um, you just need to bite the bullet. And, Use your own time and money to get you through a class. It's your life, you know. It's your, if you need to go to a defensive tactics class because you almost lost that fight or you were uncomfortable with that end of that foot chase, then you need to make that happen. It's not necessarily up to your agency to do. Yeah. Um, another good way to uh, get um, knowledge on specific things that you might be interested in is finding, go on to Amazon mm -hmm. and start looking up books. Mm -hmm. I have a crap load of books that talk about mindset, that talk about criminal interdiction, because that's the stuff I'm interested in. I've got books on, I read a book this summer on um, use of force investigations, specifically officer-involved shootings uh, investigations and how to investigate those types of of uh, or how to conduct those types of investigations so <clears throat> since we're talking about books we all know how much i love to read yeah do you have reading. a book on tape so that have, you're about yes, to recommend so here's the thing so i've got audible and if you have on amazon prime i believe audible comes with it uh so <clears throat> i've been skimming through um books on audible i just finished one uh called smugglers inc it's very good. It's by Sean, Sean Pardeezy, I think is how you say it. Um, he's, you know, a big hotshot in the uh, criminal interdiction world. Um, just talks about, you know, uh, interdiction techniques. Um, it's not super detailed, but it just kind of talks a lot about, like, mindset and how to be, you know. If you're interested in interdiction, I would check it out. Uh, another one that I'm going to recommend that he's a co-author on this one, too, is Evading Honesty. Um, that's a big one. A lot of, I recommend that to a lot of people because it really talks about um, just basically how to detect deception. Mm -hmm. You know, and once, and that, that ties in so well into law enforcement. I mean, if, you know, when you can tell someone's full of shit, it makes it a lot easier to call them out and, and get the, uh, right. you know, the answers that you're looking for. Um, some other really good books, if you read, if you, if you prefer reading, um, books, uh, Verbal Judo. Yep. I've heard that's a pretty good book. Um, yeah, there are street crimes books out there. There are street, uh, survival books. There are combat mindset books. There are medical books, yeah. um, T triple C stuff like you, uh, uh, 
that is a resource that I was never told about that while I was standing around at work thinking about it, I realized, like, I have six or seven books. That book I let you borrow, that yep. uh, the interdiction book that I let you borrow, yep. that book actually, I had to buy that at the class that I took, which okay. was a spur of the moment my agency sent me to that class. They were just like, hey, by the way, you're going to this class. You're going to this. Oh, which was cool as shit. It was a drug interdiction class, and, like, the next day, I found a crap load of dope. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I, I was walking through the jail looking fucking badass. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Found a pretty decent amount of dope. So, uh, but anyway, he, like, authored his own book on how to do that stuff, like mm-hmm. how his techniques are. And that's the only place. He doesn't sell it online. It's the only way you can get that book is if you take his class. And oh, I know, because I thought I lost it, and I tried to buy another one for you, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. I'm glad I found it. Yes, me too, because that was an expensive-ass <laughs> fucking book. Yeah, um, but there are books on all of this stuff, mm-hmm. especially officer safety, officer survival, and then, um, like, firearm stuff. Mm-hmm. But whatever, you can look that up mm-hmm. on on Amazon. Just police police training field manuals or field guides. Um, military field manuals are a pretty good resource. Yeah, but God, they're so freaking dry though. Oh, t- absolutely. So, but absolutely. So um, here's an, the next point I wanted to bring up. Have you? Do you have? Wh- have you found any resources for those interested in like leadership type of training? So yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier. The FBI has a leadership course mm-hmm. um, or leadership That's cool. courses. I'm also I'm also looking at like so say you're you know your patrol guy you got you know a few years on. Um, but your agency's not going to send you to Quantico for a right, a and class, right? they'll come to you sometimes. But I understand what you're yeah. saying. Um, a I'm saying like you good know, way to. I've been on say if uh, you know hypothetically I, I've been on for three four years whatever, and you know the my shift sergeant's going to be retiring here pretty soon, and you're like I I want to I want to increase my odds of getting that position really good way to find out is ask your chief or whoever's in charge of filling that position hey straight up kind of interested in this position what can i do to prepare myself they will have ways to do that so what i would recommend is i was just talking about it start looking at leadership uh books they don't necessarily need to be law enforcement leadership books but those are out there so i've got a bunch of leadership books on my audible as well oh hell let um, me i'm just gonna start writing some of these down because okay. that's something i kind of want to um so uh it's your ship is a good one uh d michael abrishoff he uh talks about he he was um the captain of the uss benfold in the 90s early 2000s i think it was and uh, his ship, when he got there, it wasn't really doing very well. When he left, it was like one of the best, most efficient ships in the Navy. What was the author's name? Uh, D. Michael, D. Dot Michael Ab- Abrishoff. It's just called It's Your Ship. Okay. Uh, another one, It's Our Ship. Same guy, same type of principles. 
just talks about leadership philosophy and all that. Uh, the Founding Fathers on Leadership just kind of talks about their mindset and how they were, their leadership uh, techniques. Oh, what's another one here? Uh, uh, Lincoln on Leadership was another really good one. Uh, Lincoln, it, very interesting. Lincoln had a very different uh, leadership style than most uh most other people did in his time because a lot of you know in his day the leadership was very you know top down you do what i say when i say it and if you don't i either yell at you or fire you but lincoln kind of took the approach of you know i'm gonna generally this is what i want done you know so say during the civil war right? like i want you yep. to push the army south and take over this city or whatever and then he would leave the generals be let them decide how they're going to do it and he would give you enough slack and time to, you know, accomplish the goal without constantly hounding people. And, you know, he didn't just fire a general because they lost one battle, you know. Um, he would be more accommodating than I think most people were back then. But he had a very interesting philosophy, so I would check that one out as well. Um, so, and that's kind of one of the things that I think a lot of people run into, though, when they want to, uh, <clears throat> so say, you know, you want to apply for, this is a sergeant spot coming up, right, but you, you might have some years of experience, but you don't have any leadership experience. First thing I'm going to recommend that you do, find yourself an FTO class. Yes. Try to become an FTO. 100%. That's definitely absolutely. that. That's that intermediate kind of position between, like, patrol and sergeant, right? It, they, not... Yeah, and it starts talking about your responsibilities and mm -hmm. leadership and, and it's all like, this you know, shit you don't have the You don't the have the liability associated with being a supervisor or a sergeant, but your, your guys are definitely looking at you, you know, saying, you start, well, hey, this is the guy that taught me how to be though. a cop, so I'm going to ask him my questions or One whatever. of the biggest, uh, most influential people in law enforcement are FTOs. Oh, yeah. Yep, because you're yeah. you're directing that future officer's Absolutely. mindset. So I would say find yourself an FTO class. That's a big one. Um, and then find yourself leadership classes, and you can get them online. Um, I'm sure that this police one has got some leadership classes. I bet you it does. If you look hard enough. Um, <clears throat> another one that I know a lot of people look at uh, the National Command Staff College puts on uh, it's this ICLD. That's, that's kind of cool. It's, I didn't uh, know about this. It's a whole deal. It's like a certificate program. It takes you know a long time to complete. It's comes in, uh, it comes with books. Like you have to read books associated with it. Like it's a. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't compare it to like a degree, but it's it's very intensive. Um, it's the Institute on Credible Leadership and Development, I think is what it stands for. You pay for it. It ain't cheap. Um, but if you're serious about, you know, say you've been a cop for five, ten years, you know, you're working on, you say you got your bachelor's degree and you want to, you know, hey, I, I want to be a chief one day. This is the kind of thing you would sign up for. This is what you need? You know. Okay. Um, uh, some places can get it like if you so <clears throat> I don't know about too many other states but I know like in, in the state that we're in 
uh, there's kind of, there's like a police association and there's a sheriff's association. Yeah, Colorado has that too. Okay, so if you're in like the, the, the sheriff's association here, you can get this program for free because it's part of your membership and that. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I might have to look into this. I mean, I don't have a bachelor's degree because I'm not that fancy. Well, but I would definitely, <laughs> it would definitely but, be a nice little pattern in your resume to be like, hey, yeah. I have this ICLD uh, leadership thing. Um, and it's, I mean, it's there's four phases, and each phase, I mean, um, so full disclosure, I'm I'm in the process of doing this right now. Um, I'm about halfway done. And it's taken me three, four months. Oh, wow. Um, now, granted, I've been kind of slack in the last few weeks. I haven't really worked on any of it. But, um, yeah, the first phase, I think, was 40 or 50 credits. Wow. So it's, yeah, no, it's it's no joke. It's not like a weekend project. Yeah, no kidding. So. Um, yeah, there, you know. This is nice. I've never heard of this. I might have to check this out. It's interesting, it is, but it's definitely a, uh, you'll get out of it what you put into it. Sure. You know, it's it's fine. If you if all you care about is a piece of paper at the end of it, then fine, sit there and button mash your way through it and BS the, uh, there's, there's like, there's like tests, tests and essays stuff. and stuff you have to write. Yeah, BS it. I, you know, you're, you're not going to get anything out of it. You're going to have wasted a lot of money. Um. But That's yeah, not it's, bad. It's a good program. Uh, here's another thing I wanted to bring up. At your prior agency, uh, did you did you have to get any kind of a medical like certification? Like so first Colorado, no. Colorado, this state requires a first responder certification. And uh, first responder in other states, like Colorado, calls it EMT responder. EMR. Or yes, emergency yeah. medical responder. Thank you for correct that most, correction. Most state, that's uh, that's um, what I think. That's what they're going to. That's isn't a it? national registry standard. Is what that okay. is. Okay, so we don't require that in Colorado. We they just require first aid, CPR, AED. Yep. Yep. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend that if you're you know you know me the firearms guy. If you're learning how to poke holes, you need to learn how to plug them. Yep. Um, you need to learn buddy aid. And you need to learn self-aid. So there are a lot of classes. The first thing I want everybody to do is if you do not have some sort of first aid, CPR, or AED certification, or if you're a little shaky on it, take a freaking first aid. You can go to your local community center. Go to... And oh. pay $12 or $20 mm-hmm. and get a first aid, CPR, AED class. So here's... I can do even better than that. If you... Unless you work in like a major big city where your your EMS service is contracted and you don't know any of them, but most places like my town right now, I can walk down to the ambulance garage and chances are I know somebody who's in there, right? Right. Um, this just happened to me last year because I kind of was slacking and my <laughs> my CPR was like a couple days away from expiring. Ah. Yes. So I you know I go flying down to the ambulance garage. I'm like ah. Uh, I need CPR like yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, they helped me out. So if you're looking at CPR, AED, first aid, uh, if you want to become a first responder, EMT, I would start with your local ambulance. 
It's a know, good idea. Maybe not getting on the ambulance unless you want to. I know most places are looking for help, but but just say, hey, well, how can I find a class? Our in, our in my city, our ambulance puts on a class. Community centers will put on those classes as well. Yep. Um, I'm tr- I before I left, I was trying to get my agency to actually send me to uh, become certified as an instructor in CPR first aid. I actually took the class and I kind of just never finished it. Yeah, I had so, to do like um, a, I had to do like a, a shadow class or whatever, like put it on and it just I. Okay. Some stuff came up. But. but here's the deal. At the very least, everybody knows CPR. Like, it's not rocket surgery. <sighs> yeah, I said that right. Um, a good a good class to take, you could take it online. There are actually some companies out there, like, uh, oh, God, now I can't think of their name, actually has a class, and I know you've heard of this, uh, Stop the Bleed. Yeah. Stop the Bleed, you can find it free online. You can find Stop the Bleed classes for free online. They teach you how to use tourniquets and how to plug holes and in, in you know, traumatic injuries and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, you guys need to know that stuff. Um, at the very top end of it, TCCC, Tactical Combat Casualty Care. Uh, my agency put on a TCCC class. I was still fresh, like, fresh, fresh. Like, I was so green, the helmet that I had was too small for my head. That's how fresh I was. Um, and we did, like, a TCCC class, and we're dragging around a 160-pound dummy and doing extractions and shit, and extracting, you know, buddy extractions and stuff like that. Uh, those can be a lot of fun. They're very intensive. Have you ever taken a, like a legit no, scenario like, based well, C class? Because yeah, most like most act, academies like do that type of deal okay. Like that. Most academies will give you a TCCC class, and they'll be like, "This is combat gauze, and this is how you plug a hole, and yeah. this is how you apply a tourniquet, and that's their yeah. TCCC class." And then you go to Dark Angel Medical, go to Dark, and they're a Colorado-based company. That's the only reason why I know them. Or um, oh. Uh, and yeah anyway anyway so blah, 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 blah. um how many times are we gonna say anyway 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 uh but yeah so dark angel medical does it the military the best TCCC class i ever took i was in the national guard and it, i took a class uh that i think every soldier takes now um or did back in like 2010 called combat lifesaver you were like a step under the medic yeah. It is basically a TCCC class spread out through the week. And then the last day, they put us through a scenario. And it was like shit was blowing up. And they were throwing flash grenades and freaking smoke grenades. And like you run up and you find a dummy. And it's pitch black in this big hut. And it, you know, you're given your scenario. You find your patient, and then you got to work on your patient. Mm-hmm. You're in full tactical gear. It was a really good class, and like you can smell the battlefield. Like it was, it was really good scenario based class. Um, scenario based training is absolutely worth how much you're gonna pay for it, because when you train in that realistic, like it's so, it's the closest thing to the actual. Mm-hmm. 
well, real life you know, that you, you get. You fight how you train, you know. Yo. Um, and I, that's why I don't understand, like, the big... So, with firearms, right? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> what is What is your firearms training look like, right? Like, we pack our stuff, we go out to the range, we set it's up some paper targets. It's kind of ridiculous, right? We shoot at some paper targets. Yo. Here's my thing. I obviously am not saying we need to be, like, with, you know, live rounds going at, at the range and, you know, dipping in and out of cars and moving and shooting and all that stuff. You do that with sim guns, though. Right. And, but, you so can here's do that my with other sim thing. guns. Force on force. Scenario-based training. I, at least in my mind, um, some of the best training that a cop can get is that uh, range pro type of training where you've got like the... the the Feds. video and yes. the laser gun. Yup. Yup. That was some of the best those training Those are cool. I, ever I enjoyed playing with those too. Oh. I shot a guy with a sword across the field and got yelled at in the academy, but whatever. Yeah, we, okay. uh, we met, I, I messed with that in the academy too. Uh, we actually have one around somewhere in within our, uh, our county. I don't know where it is, but we need to get that set up and going because I think we need to be utilizing that a lot more absolutely there is a instructor course for that hmm. um i think two of my two of our officers went to that course and i was really bummed that i didn't go to that i didn't get to go to that instructor course but i also did not i was nowhere near meeting the prerequisites because i had just gone through like basic pistol yeah instructor i didn't i had no business being a but i i just think anyway. i think it's a lot more productive i agree doing, to be doing the it's more realistic making the shoot don't shoot decisions and all that as opposed to and yes it is important to be shooting your firearm with live ammo absolutely but you're you're more i think it's just more critical in law enforcement to be able to think think and than to just shoot yo, yo, yo. yeah we want thinkers not just you know trigger pullers man yo. if you just want to sit there and hammer the trigger go just join go the, the military range. Join the military. You can be a, a freaking brainless turd running around, yeah. hoorahing or hooahing or hoorahing, oh. just slapping the triggers. We don't want that. We want thinkers, not shooters. And yeah. the, that kind of training is really, really good. Force on force with uh, UTM sim rounds. That's really good stuff. Um, incorporating that kind of force on force with like traffic stops and criminal interdiction and and officer survival and, and even um, critical incidents like active shooters or all the way down to suicidal people dealing with them or emotionally disturbed people that all the t every time you do something like that that builds a neural pathway in your head and you start relying on that mm -hmm. when you start meeting this stuff in the real world. And yeah. It's well, very you, important to do that. You never, you know, you never rise to the occasion. You, you fall, fall to your, to your highest level of training. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, is god-awful. Well, it, it generally, it, for the most part... Well, you're talking about the bare minimum department standards, and I'm talking about people who take it upon themselves to better themselves. Well, yes, people people who take it upon themselves to better themselves tend to not run into issues with those kinds of calls, whereas people who don't either care 
about extra training or don't realize extra training is out there, which is why I wanted to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up panicking in those situations and they make incorrect decisions, decisions that cost people lives, up to and including the officer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what else do you have? One of the last things that I put in here, and I say this very, very, with very... I emphasize vetting your sources, the social media. I have found more instructors in the, the areas that I'm interested in, mainly firearms, through social media with Milspec Mojo, Big Papa Grantham, mm-hmm. um, T-Rex Arms, but also Centrifuge Training or tactics or whatever they're called with Will Petty and Vehicle CQB. Um, Rest and Crew, Forge Tactical, which is up in Alliance, Ohio. If you can get up to a John Chapman class, pay, pay the money. Just do it. Take his classes. They're worth it. Um, uh, I say that, though. Please vet those. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't just follow any scrub that has a gun page, because you get end up getting into like, what was that? Well, guy I could I could start a, I could start a, a YouTube channel talking about raising horses. I don't know anything about. Raising <laughs> well, exactly, horses. and that's the thing. You know, you know, you, you got to have your bullshit meter running. Yep. On a lot figure of that out, stuff. Figure I've, out, figure out where these dudes come from, what their right, background is. I've you know. found way more, you know, tactical, insta, insta models, than I have actual legit dudes who are trying to put out good information. Right. It's still fun looking at those, you know, Instagram pages, but mm-hmm. I also pay attention to Travis. Taking... I don't take notes on, yeah. you know my local gun bunnies mm-hmm. i'm taking notes on travis haley yeah. and haley strategic i'm taking notes on Millspec mojo with uh yeah. um Millspec mojo running a freaking sig mag in a glock which is pretty tits and did it work yes what? and it, it shouldn't have and it did i'll okay. have to find that video for you because okay. he's with he's with uh grantham his mic. Uh, now, anyway, anyway, now, if you're watching, like, in a tangent, and I'm not saying that you know, if you're if you're bored and you want to watch like Demolition Ranch, like, absolutely, it's fun. He makes cool videos, but you're not going to get anything really educational out of it. You know, you just need to know that going right. Into it. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else? Um, that was it. Other than that, books are a huge resource. Uh, I have a bunch of books. If you guys want, um, I've got a bunch of books at my mom's house. If y'all want some other recommendations, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page. Hit us up on the email. Contact with the email. change dot podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to hit up, uh, the Facebook group at Shift Change Podcast um, under Facebook. Let us know. Yep. Give us, put out some of your books that you guys recommend. I know some of y'all have to be reading a book, unlike Kyle. Shut up. Who can't actually read. I can Dude's read. got a bachelor's degree but can't read. It's amazing. I read coloring books. <laughs> 
yeah. But so anyway, yeah, if you want to, you know, let us know what, what uh, kind of books you guys are reading or if you have recommendations of where to find training, uh, you know, what was the, what was the best class that you've taken? You know, Absolutely. We, we want to hear. I want to know. I want to know because I might want to go. What. Exactly. Yeah. So, or generally any other topics you want to hear us talk about, you know, um, hit us up and we'll do a little bit of homework and we'll make it happen. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. So, all right. Later. Peace.